0: It is time for an edition, an episode of Fit After 40 with Grant Fedoric, the owner, physiotherapist with Leading Edge Physiotherapy, Grant. It's been a while. Nice to talk with you. Yeah, it's
1: great to uh, get a chance to share some information with your listeners. Uh, It's been a while, too. I hope all's been well with you.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and you as well. We wanted to talk about sciatica today. And if anyone has dealt with or, you know, had to put up with sciatica, you know it is a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Let's start with some of the basics, Grant. What is the sciatic nerve? yeah that's a that's
1: where it starts because the term sciatica drives me nuts you've heard me say that before (laughs) because really people say i have sciatica and it's like yeah you have leg pain okay well let's move on let's see what you actually have but the sciatic nerve is made up it's basically one of the primary nerves it's a large nerve that supplies much of the lower extremity, which is why it can be such a problem. And it's formed from the peripheral nerve roots that exit your spine, starting toward the lower back, L4, 5, S1, S2, S3. Those are all defined by the vertebra below which they exit. So L4 vertebra below the nerve root that exit is L4, L5, S1, the sacral nerve root. Mm. Those all come together to form this fairly large nerve that then goes on to supply much of the of the uh, lower extremity particularly the back and some into the shin Um, and and so unfortunately at any point when that portion of the nerve so anywhere from the lower back exiting at those nerve roots that I talked about down into the buttock and even in the back of the thigh if that nerve root or sorry if that peripheral nerve the sciatic nerve is impacted some way whether it's from uh, unhealthy tissue and this is when we'll get into the di- different diagnosis mm-hmm. nonetheless you can end up with sciatica <laughs> and sciatica is you saying to me as a practitioner I'm getting pain or numbness or tingling along the distribution of that nerve and that is sciatica but it's not really Telling me why that's happening—it's just telling me where, and that's when you get. To, I told you have sciatica, and like I said, that's <laughs> like saying you got leg pain. Okay, well, let's move on.
0: So the the sciatica, the the leg pain, Grant, um, is that you? Does it usually show up in certain areas, or can it radiate elsewhere? Can it can it be in different places besides just you know your your butt in the back of your thigh?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anywhere that that nerve is distributed. And so um, it can be right down into the foot, as a matter of fact, and it depends on what portion of the nerve or where it's being affected. So, for instance, if it's before the sciatic nerve is formed in the lower, in the lower spine, like a, due to a herniated disc, for instance. It'll be very specific to the pathway mm. of that nerve root. So, for instance, if it affects L4, L5, it's getting more into the into the buttock and maybe the outside of the leg. As you get down into L5, S1, or even S2, now we're talking about down into the foot, numbness, tingling, and if there's enough of it is impacted, if the motor component of that nerve, so the nerve's made up of sensory motor and autonomic some things that you have no control over like sweating for instance Um, all of those have a pathway along those nerves and depending on how much that nerve has been compressed or Mm. impacted is the best way will define what symptoms you've even got. Often it's just pain because of inflammation, swelling, or irritation of the nerve. But if, in fact, there's a direct compression to it in some way or form, you'll have sensory changes, numbness, tingling, or even motor weakness. So these are people who have trouble uh, with uh, even lifting their big toe or their whole foot, as an example. Or doing a calf raise. Their leg is, if it's S1 and their calf is absolutely... Uh, not getting the power it needs because the nerve has been compressed they won't even be able to go up and down on their toes in fact they won't even be able to point their toes down sometimes.
0: Well interesting because eh? I was wondering about that because we hear people describe it as sometimes like a sharp pain um, uh, that tingling and that numbness so I was I was interesting in finding interested in finding out what what causes the difference in all of that.
1: Yeah, and it's a,
0: the amount
1: of the uh, the amount of the nerve that's impacted. I, I like to use the I love you know me an analogy. <laughs> I like to talk about a garden hose. You know the hose is spraying, and what do we all do if we want the hose to spray a little less? We kink yeah, it, yeah, yeah, right. And now it's spraying spraying less. How much you kink that hose? There might still be water coming out, and if you totally kink that hose, totally close it off, no water is getting out. Well, if there's no information down that pathway down that nerve then that's going to impact different portions of what that nerve is supposed to do so for instance sometimes some of the early changes and we notice these with some patients are just autonomic actually so for instance we'll look at somebody's legs and I know this might blow some people's minds but they with wear and tear in the spine and just degenerative changes that will even impact the nerve just subtly to the point where you might not have hair on your legs in certain areas oh, and wow. for men it, yeah and for men it can be be really uh, neat to show somebody because it'll be in, in the exact pathway of a specific portion of the wow. nerve so for instance on the outside of the shin for instance might be l45 l5 particularly the calf might be bald the rest of the legs got hair and lots of times <laughs> these patients will say to you well it's just because of my sock, <laughs> right and, and it's like okay but how come one leg has hair yeah, and the other yeah. you wear different socks on either leg so so really it can have these uh changes that people aren't even aware of and can be actually there before they've got any significant uh impact on the nerve where numbness tingling and motor changes have occurred
0: so grant what what's the cause of it and i i, I don't think we have time to list all of the different kinds of ways you can end up with it, but what's the cause of it? Yeah, so in some way or form, that
1: nerve is either directly being impacted so compressed by something well so for instance with stenosis we've talked about this before yeah. there's a when the vertebrae get closer and closer together with wear and tear or injury processes over the years that the the, what, the exiting foramina the hole that the nerve exits gets narrower mm. and there's less room for that nerve to exit that's one example of where that nerve can actually start being compressed because there's less room for it certain movements will bring on that kind of sensation then standing walking leaning backwards that's going to lead to even less space and more impact on the nerve herniated discs is another <laughs> example of a compression on the nerve that that nucleus that little jelly like substance in the middle of the of the Um, disc protrudes or extrudes and puts pressure on the nerve that can cause it you can have direct compression in areas of the buttock you know you'll have people talk about piriformis syndrome now if you're out there and you've been told you have piriformis syndrome just know it's more rare than you think but that nerve actually travels right through in some people and actually pierces through this the piriformis muscle and in some people with a lot of compression or restriction in that muscle there can be pressure there um i can i I know you said don't listen at all but you know there are a lot of different ways that that sciatic nerve can be impacted and probably the most common one we see is just from local irritation or inflammation because of a wear and tear process or because of an injury to the spine like myospasm Severe muscle spasm in the back can even cause compression and irritation of that nerve root.
0: All right, um, we need to get. I, I want to, of course, everyone wants to know. Well, what can be done about it? That's that's the thing. Okay, we have got it. What can be done about it? Let's get into that after we take a look at uh, at chopper traffic this afternoon. Hold on a second, Grant.
1: Sounds good. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Six thirty, Chet afternoons with Jalen Nye.
0: It is fit after forty with grant Fedoric from leading edge physiotherapy always a ton of great information on their website at leadingedgephysio.com we're talking about sciatic pain today pain with the sciatic nerve and so we've kind of gone through what the sciatic nerve is how it can happen the big question is what can be done about it grant i mean are there a number of different treatment options yeah absolutely and they all go back to what's the cause so that's why it's so important to determine what exact is what the
1: exact mechanism Of irritation of that nerve root is so for instance if it's local myospasm and we go through a process of determining you know the disc seems fine the and there's many tests that we can perform to actually pinpoint why in fact you do have this symptom down your leg and most of them do come from the lower back so Mm -hmm. most of our assessment when this is occurring we're trying to figure out what's happening in the lower back some movements so for instance Somebody who's got a herniated disc that's causing this discomfort, they'll come in with a telltale story. They sit, they bend, they cough, they sneeze. Mm. These are all it all things that we use to determine that there's a posterior lateral disc bulge or protrusion that's causing the problem. And then then treatment is geared toward that. So you'll hear things like traction, um, Mm -hmm. various exercises. So the exercise component is so important Uh with sciatica. Mm -hmm. Going on YouTube, the worst thing you can do with (laughs) sciatica because you've determined the diagnosis without knowing what movements are actually going to be the most effective for you. So, for example, somebody with a severe disc problem that's herniated in a posterior lateral, so backward, toward your spine, doing a whole bunch of bending and touching your toes or, you know, raising your leg out, like, from the sitting position is actually going to aggravate the daylights out of that. So you might go online and say, well, here's some back exercises that are necessary for me to solve this herniated disc, or you might start core exercises too soon or at the wrong time. You can actually be prolonging the problem when, in fact, you should be doing exercises uh-huh. Uh-huh. that alleviate the symptoms for that as an example so though really the exercise component is very specific to the cause but generally speaking with this type of a problem one of the first thing you're going to have one way or another is muscle spasm so if it's acute That's back to our conversations we've had ice or heat. Usually in the acute stage, we would recommend ice. You're going to alleviate some of the local inflammation in that first 24 to 48 hours. And no, it doesn't feel great (laughs) using ice packs on the lower back or in that area or even in the buttock region. But believe it or not, it can give you some symptom relief. And then after about 48 hours, we actually are switching people to using heat.
0: You know what? Uh, yeah, those the, uh, having gone through this, the the exercises uh, so incredibly, incredibly important. And I've also, you know, lived with someone who had uh, a severe outcome and, and ended up in a hospital uh, with yeah. surgery. I mean, it was it was it was a tough go for a while. When when do we need to go to see um, maybe something more? When when is this something uh, more severe that might need more than just exercises or traction? What do we have to be aware of on that front?
1: Yeah, it's a brilliant question. So if you're listening and going, I think I can solve this at home, there's there's a few red flags. Number one, if you have any, if you've had this onset and you're getting absolute total numbness or lack of sensation in through the groin uh so we call that saddle paresthesia in through the groin or through your genital region that's not a let's see how whether this will go away kind of a sy- instance. neither is um the kind of uh, symptoms that go along with losing bowel or bladder control mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if somebody's got severe lower back pain like this down the leg it's getting to the point where they're actually incontinent either of um, fecal or or um, urine, then it's go to the hospital. Don't yeah. phone us and see if we can solve it. That's a that's an emergent uh, situation. Those are the two okay. total red flags. Believe it or not, losing some motor control, I know this sounds horrible, but weakness in the leg, we see this all the time. Oftentimes people do go to emergency and then they're sent over to us and we're dealing with it anyways. Um, So in that early stage, certainly coming to see us, the severe unrelenting lower back pain with numbness and tingling in the leg, we can still manage and try to figure that out with you. We will probably work with your doctor because there are some medications that can make a huge difference early on in the stage of these kind of problems when it's more severe.
0: All right, Grant, uh, great information as always. It is uh, Fit After 40, focus today on sciatica. You can find out more as always at leadingedgephysio.com. Grant, we'll talk to you at the end of the month. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Please don't get the sciatics. symptoms. No. They they're not fun. <laughs> okay. They're not fun. Life shouldn't hurt.